Welcome to the four-part teaching series, Living from the Spirit, featuring Kelsey O'Malley. In this series, you'll learn about being led by the Holy Spirit, hearing His voice, growing your spirit man, and understanding spiritual gifts. And now, here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire. This is the teaching series about living from the Spirit. This is part three of four. So if you haven't seen parts one or two, stick around. You're still going to get so much, but this is designed to equip you to educate you on things of the spirit. And some of you are learning some of this stuff for the first time. That's an amazing, exciting thing. Uh, My guest today, obviously a lot of you know who she is, but if you're tuning in for the first time, she is the founder of Marriage of the Land Ministries. And she is also the host of Elijah Streams when Steve Schultz cannot be there. So she is the substitute host of Elijah Streams. Everyone has been graced by her presence all week long because Steve is on vacation. She's been doing an amazing job. She's super anointed. You guys are going to be so blessed. Let's get into it. Let's welcome my guest today, Kelsey O'Malley. Kelsey O'Malley. So, okay. So this is part three. Part one, we talked all about how we are spirit beings and that we need to grow our spirit man stronger than our soul and what the the difference between your spirit and your soul is. That was an amazing episode. And then last episode, last Friday was all about our identity. And that was, that was awesome. That was like a, that was really good. So Kelsey, what are we going to be talking about today? What are you going to be teaching us about? Okay. This is going to change your walk because so many people wonder, first of all, they wonder, how do I pray? Like at all? How do I pray? I'm too embarrassed to pray in front of people. And then when I do pray, I don't know what to say. And I, I, nothing really happens when I do pray. And then, because, you know, when you get under prayers of certain people, it's like you, you feel that prayer. You guys all know what I'm talking about. There's been people who've laid hands on you and have prayed over you. And it is, you feel the spirit's witness on it. So we're going to talk about that, which is the anointing. So I'm going to teach you how to release the anointing. I'm going to teach you how to pray where people are going to feel the Holy Spirit because he's in you. He dwells in you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so what is the anointing? Well, uh, we learn in 1 John 2.27, the anointing which you have received from him, which is from Jesus, abides in you, and you do not need to anyone to teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie, And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. So it says, but the anointing which you have received. So we have received an anointing when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And a deposit of the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within us. The Holy Spirit's in us. Now we have the anointing. Another um, scripture is um, 1 Corinthians 12, 7. Each believer is given continuous revelation by the Holy Spirit to benefit not just himself, but all. So you're given a continuous revelation, a continuous anointing that dwells in you. The Holy Spirit is the one who releases the anointing. So it's kind of an interchangeable term. People will say, well, what is the difference between the Holy Spirit and the anointing? The Holy Spirit is the one who is the anointing, but it will be released out of you. The anointing comes out of you to impact others. When the anointing is upon you, which if you're in ministry, you know what this means. You feel 
a shift when you go to pray for someone, or maybe you're going to speak a prophetic word and all of a sudden you feel like, sometimes I say it kind of feels like a weight, a weightiness, uh, a cloud-like weightiness that comes on you. Well, the anointing's coming on you, but it's not for you. It's for someone else. It's for the person that you're ministering to. So this is what I want you to do when you begin to pray. First of all, recognize that the Holy Spirit dwells in you. The anointed one, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, dwells in you. You are one with him. We learn that in the John 17 prayer. Lord, make them one just like they're one with us. So we're one with Jesus. So when you go to pray, I want you to first recognize that the anointing dwells in you. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. Then what I like to imagine is I a lot of times feel it come from my hands. When I lay my hands on someone to pray, so I'll usually... Um, you know, put my hand on their shoulder or wherever. The Holy Spirit will lead you where to put your hand. I know that that sounds weird, but he will. Like if you're to put it on their head or their it shoulder. It's not that weird because it, I mean, even in the New Testament, he says by the laying on of hands, like they, yeah. they emphasize, they emphasize mm -hmm. laying on of hands with people. Yes. So. so yeah, when you lay your hands on people, it may be in a different spot. If you're a man and you're praying over a woman, you know, you can put your hand on. Well, there's a safe bet or maybe the top of the head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless God is like. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Just be careful yeah. with your hands. Yeah. Don't be, don't be a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Don't be a weirdo. Yeah. So, so when you lay your hands on people, what I like to imagine is you will actually feel when you pay attention to this you will actually begin to feel the anointing coming from your hands. Mm. And sometimes it takes a minute because rivers of living water flow out of our belly, right? So out of our bellies, you'll flow rivers of living water. The Holy Spirit comes out of us to mm. impact others around us. Peter walked by, he had so much of the anointing that his cloud, his presence, people would be healed and fall out in his presence because he had so much of the yeah. anointing on him That's for crazy. service. Now people say, well, why? How come Peter had so much? Because he was doing something for God, okay? He was doing something for the Lord. And so because he was going and ministering for God, God gave him an anointing because he had an assignment. And it's the same for us. So the anointing will come. I, I like to say it'll come out of my hands. And when I lay my hands on someone, what I do is I start to start to imagine the rivers of living water coming out of my being and up out of my hands as I lay my hands on them. So I am actually in the spirit. If this makes sense, I'm going in the spirit with my spirit man, like to release what's inside of me. I hope that makes sense to you guys. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing that as I'm also speaking. And when you release the anointing, you're just by faith, guys, everything we do for Jesus. If there's one thing you take from this, it's everything we do for the Lord's by faith. When you prophesy, it's by faith. When you give a word of knowledge, it's by faith. Mm -hmm. When you speak in tongues, interpretation of tongues, by faith. When you believe a prophetic word, it's faith. There you go. Yep. And this is the same exact thing. Literally everything. We receive Christ by faith. Without yep. faith, it's impossible to please God. Mm -hmm. Those that come to him must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. So by faith, I am releasing that living water from my belly, my innermost being up and out of me to the person. 
Mm -hmm. I'm believing that the Holy Spirit is coming through me to touch that person, whether it's for sickness. I don't I don't care what it is, but I need the Holy Spirit's help because I can't do anything. My flesh and me so unanointed, like the most unanointed. But the Holy I don't know. Spirit, I think I got you beat, Kelsey. <laughs> the most unanointed. But the Holy Spirit is the one who is uh, releasing the uh -huh. anointing through well, you. You're a conduit. Yeah. And really quick to to what you're saying. Um, from the homework last week, everybody reading Acts chapter four, when they're praying to the Lord for boldness, they say, stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the Come name on. of your holy servant. They're asking God to do that through them. They're asking him yeah. to stretch out his hand, knowing that they're going to be the ones going and laying on the hands on the sick the, and the hurting, Knowing that they're telling, they're asking God, stretch out your hand and heal these people as we go out. So there you go. That's awesome, Jeff. That is a Holy Spirit point. Mm -hmm. Yes, he stretches his hand out through us. Mm -hmm. A lot of people also like to imagine this, that the hand of Jesus is with their hand when they go to lay hands. Because anytime you by faith can grab something, it's going to really uh, increase your faith. And we know it's their faith and our faith combined where things start to happen. It can only be your faith. A lot of times it was just the faith of Jesus. The people had no faith. It was just Jesus's faith. Other times I have no idea what I'm doing. And people say, will you pray for me? I have, you know, something horrible. And I'm like, uh, like a deaf ear, you know, will you pray for me for my deaf ear. And I'm like, yes. But in my head, I'm going, Oh Lord, Jesus, please. I, I don't have a lot of faith. I'm I'm saying, please, Lord, I really am. And so I'll, then I'll lay my hands on their ear. I'll command the de dumb and deaf spirit out of them in Jesus name. And they'll be like, oh, I can hear. Mm. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Like it was their faith. Mm -hmm. in that moment. You're like, I know that wasn't me. <laughs> that was not me. Yeah. It's never me. Well, but okay. But what about the times where like you pray for somebody and, you know, because you were describing it, the 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 anointing or the, mm -hmm. the 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 Holy Spirit coming on you like a weight, and um and for me it feels a little bit more like when you plug in. Sometimes it feels like that, but other times when you plug in your phone to the wall and you see the charging symbol, I mean it, it, that's what it feels like to me. Where it's like all of a sudden I feel this direct flow of, mm -hmm. and I just get this like you know blinder like tunnel vision thing. But what about the times where the Holy Spirit just wrecks somebody and you didn't feel anything. And you were like, um, and Lord and gracious one, um, and Lord, um, you know, and, and but they're like, and what you said, um, and, and you're like, what did, I, what? Cause I don't feel like I said anything, you know, uh, what about those times? Oh, I love those times because yeah. it humbles us to remind us that it's not us. It's God. There's been a lot of times where I've prayed for people and I've just said simple phrases where I'm like, you know, and it's kind of like the mailman, you know, how he delivers mail or something that makes no sense. And they just start bawling, yeah. crying. And I'm like, and I, and I'm like, what did I say? Like, I don't even know I'm partnering with God at that moment because mm -hmm. it's God. God loves that person so much more then I could, you know, most of the time I don't know a lot of these people, but I have compassion towards them, but God loves them. Like mm -hmm. he loves them. He can't wait to stretch out his hand through you to heal them. He can't wait to speak through your mouth and speak their destiny. Like God's heart is so incredible. And so 
it just humbles us again to be like, we don't even know what we're doing. And if ministers are honest with you, they will tell you. And I, I love a lot of ministers I meet because some of them are just so blatantly honest that it's awesome. Because a lot of the times we have no idea what we're doing. We just no idea. And we'll just lay hands on you. And, and by faith, we're believing that either God's going to say something or he's going to do something. Mm. Um, everything we do is led by the spirit. And when you're led by the spirit, sometimes you're not in on, in on the joke or in on it with God. He's just like doing it and you don't know. Um, there's been so many times where God showed up and it's like, I was there, but it was totally the Lord. Cause mm -hmm. like you said, I didn't feel anything. I didn't know anything. Yeah. So yeah, you won't always know everything, yeah. you know, be you an might know nothing. people. That's an encouragement, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's true. It's yeah. absolutely true. Most ministers, if they are real with you, they'll tell you they have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> they just go and just try to be led by God. Mm -hmm. And then most of the time it works out because there's Love people it. gathered with a bunch of faith and yeah, God's like, great. yes, I can move. Mm -hmm. So when you release the anointing, I want you to imagine it by faith coming out of your innermost being through your hands when you're laying your hands on someone. And then when you pray, pray with passion. Pray when you pray, people say, I don't know how to pray. Pretend like you're talking to God and no one else is there. That's how you pray. If you want to know how do I pray, imagine it's you and God and you're having a conversation with the Lord or with the Holy Spirit or with the Father. And that's how you would pray. So if I would pray over someone, I, I start out by saying, Father, I thank you for them. I thank you for their their life. I thank you for how much you love them. And in that time, I'm just I'm having a dialogue with with the Holy Spirit going, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? So I'm talking to you, but I'm talking to God. Mm -hmm. And then I release whatever I feel the Lord is saying over them, or just even with generic prayers. Like I have a one friend who is a prayer warrior. She's awesome. And she, she'll just start to pray. And it's like the most powerful anointed prayers. And she's just pulling out of her heart, how she talks to God. Mm. So she's, she's genuinely just anything that's in her heart, she just says it. And that is the most passionate and impactful prayers. So when you go to pray for someone and you lay hands on them, release the anointing by faith, but also pray with passion. Don't, don't just, Oh, Oh God, I just, I, I pray that you would maybe if it was your will, if you feel like it, if it was your will, if you're in a good mood today, God, um, would you please just bless them? Okay. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so sorry. Like, no, when you go to pray for someone, you lay hands on them and you speak over them words of life and you command their bodies to be healed. I mean, pray with, with boldness and passion to the Lord. Put your heart in it. Put, when you surrender everything, your heart is already the Lord. So you don't care if you look crazy or weird because, mm -hmm. hey, you've given your life fully to the Lord. So, I mean, that's usually when he'll show up the most is when you're very passionate and very bold, you'll see God really, really move on people. So practice releasing the anointing when you pray. You can even do it on your own family. I do it with my kids. I say, okay, hold your hands out. Mm -hmm. And then they'll hold their hands out and I'll grab their hands and I'll say, okay, ready? Jesus is going to touch you. Mm -hmm. And then by faith, I grab their hands and I release the anointing out of the innermost part of my belly. And my kids will fall and laugh and, and they'll say, okay, do it to mommy. And then they'll, and it's amazing because I feel the anointing come on me through them because they Aww. just by faith believe that they're releasing the anointing. It's just that simple. Mm. And the Bible talks about being continually filled with the spirit. 
you know, we have a well inside of us being continually filled. And in first, um, oh, I'm sorry, Ephesians 5.18, it says, um, filled with the spirit. Oh, and be not drunk with wine where in is excess, but be filled with the spirit. And when it says be filled with the spirit, it means to keep being filled. So we want to keep being filled in the spirit. That's why how does that happen, Kelsey? Yeah. Well, we talked about that in episode one. If yes. you want to go back and yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> prayer, fasting, solitude, praying in the spirit. Um, all of those are ways to really continually be reading God's word, meditating on God's word. Um, those are all ways you can always be continually being filled with the spirit. There you go. So go watch uh, part one, everybody. Yeah, if exactly. Need a refresher. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay, point people to the playlist. Come on, Jay. yeah, the, yeah. Go. It, there's a playlist. There's a if you go into the 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 channel on YouTube, Elijah Fire. There's a playlist. You'll see series two, Living from the Spirit. Boom, it's right there. Yeah. So this episode is there now, and so will next week. You'll have four, and you can share the playlist. Continue. Okay. We're going to talk about the gifts of the spirit next because a lot of people are wondering what is the difference between um, prophecy and the word of knowledge? I've actually had this question a bunch too. Um, so we're going to break that down. I first want to emphasize if you um, want to read about the gifts of the spirit, go to 1 Corinthians 12. That's where all of those are located. So if you're not sure of all the gifts of the spirit, there's nine of them. And you start to study that out. Um, the more you study things and the more you read on things, the more God sees that you're interested in something and will begin to help you along that process. So in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 11, the spirit gives to one the gift of the word of wisdom. To another, the same spirit gives the gift of the word of revelation knowledge. To another, the same spirit gives the gift of faith. To another, the same spirit gives the gift of healing. To another, the power to work miracles. To another, the gift of prophecy. And to another, the gift to discern what the spirit is speaking. And to another, the gift of speaking in different kinds of tongues. To another, the gift of interpretation of tongues. Remember, it's the same Holy Spirit who distributes, activates, and operates these different gifts as he chooses for each believer. That last line of that scripture is so powerful. So, so powerful. Because it's the Holy Spirit who wills to use these gifts through you. It's the Holy Spirit who operates. And he chooses to give these gifts. He chooses when to activate them. Now, you may prophesy every day of your life until you go home to Jesus. Or you may prophesy once. You may have the gift of word of knowledge actively happening in your life, or you may have it once. It is as the Holy Spirit wills. And I think a lot of times what we're seeing now is we're seeing as we will. And that's not the road you want to go. You want to wait for the Lord to give you something before, you know, you just want to make sure that it's the Holy Spirit and it's not yourself. Like, and it's okay. This is the other thing I want to mention real quick before I break down what those are, is if you have a word of encouragement for someone, you don't have to say it's a prophetic word. Mm -hmm. If it's not, if it's a word of encouragement, you know, someone's going through something. 
really hard in their life. You already know that the spirit of God didn't reveal that to you. And you want to give them an encouraging word. You don't have to say this is a prophecy because prophecy is edification, exhortation, or comfort. So it can be encouragement, but you don't want to say, hey, this is a prophetic word if it's really just you going to encourage someone. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And encouragement is wonderful. We need that. It's just as important as prophecy. But we have to wait for the Holy Spirit to download it to us, to show us, to, to tell us, to hear it. We have to wait as he wills to give it to us. So the difference between prophecy and word of knowledge is prophecy is something in the future. So it's going to be foretelling. So if you're telling some, uh, I'll give an example of, out of the scripture. So remember when Paul was going on the ship because he was arrested and the Romans were, t- or they were taking him to go see Caesar and he mm-hmm. had to get on the boat. And he's like, hey, guys, don't think it's a good idea. I, I see that um, it, it could take our life. Like, we, we shouldn't do this, guys. And the captain was like, whatever, be quiet. We're going. It's, it's all calm. Look, there's no storms now. Let's go. And that was a prophetic word from Paul. He's, he was telling the future, hey, I think it's not good that we board this ship. It could take our lives but they didn't listen. So that's a foreknowledge. Okay. Word of knowledge is something present or past in someone's life. So a word of knowledge would be if you are speaking to someone and you say, I I keep seeing, um, I keep seeing nursing, like nurses and nursing. Oh, I'm a nurse. Okay. That's a word of knowledge because they are currently in that, or it's been in their past. You can get a word of knowledge, many different pertaining to so many different things. But what does that do? What's the point of a word of knowledge? It's to build someone's faith, Mm. to know that it's the Lord that sees them. Every single one of these gifts is not for us, by the way. It's not to make you look like a cool minister or make you look or seem so anointed or build up your testimony book. It is because God loves his children and the Holy Spirit wants to release something and he chooses you as the as the conduit to do that. But words of knowledge are to build people's faith. And then usually a word of knowledge is used prior to a prophetic word, just because it it will build someone's faith and say, oh my gosh, this person's a stranger. How do they know that I'm a nurse? There's no way they could have known that. Abs- that has to be God. And then what usually the Lord will download to you, depends how you receive your words from God, If the Holy Spirit wants you to see something, he'll show you something in your imagination, or he might do a big download in your spirit where you just know something about them. You may um, hear a Bible verse, which is pertaining to their life. Um, So there's many, there's so many ways God can, God can use your surroundings as well um, to speak to you. There's so many ways where the Holy Spirit can quicken you to prophesy. Um, But that's, that's the main um, difference between both of them. Mm-hmm. I know that's a huge question from a lot of people. Like, how do I know if I'm giving a word of knowledge or if I'm prophesying? Mm-hmm. I think that's really great though, that it's past or present and it's used to, I even wrote in, uh, right down here that it's also used, sometimes it can, it could just be used. And I guess this kind of ties in with building somebody's faith, but it can be used to completely break a, a 
a really strong, what somebody thought was a really, really tough exterior or strong defense mechanism that they have up yeah, that's good. Cut right through it. Where it's just like, because especially if you're moving in the correct, from the correct heart, mm-hmm. um, you're not doing, especially if it's like one that is like, well, like Jesus and the woman at the well, where he's like, hey, the man, the man that you're with is not your husband, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But he did it from a place of love. He didn't do it from a place of like, and shame on thee, you know? (laughs) So, yeah. Yes. That's another great example of um, a word of knowledge is Jesus with the woman at the well. Mm -hmm. And um, then you obviously see the redemption in the story of all that happened with her. And and just one encounter with Jesus uh, changed her whole entire life. And Mm -hmm. it does the same for us. And so with prophetic words, because what's happening right now in um, millennials, and there is a prophetic anointing on our generation. I mean, a very strong prophetic anointing. Mm. I'm not talking about the office of a prophet. I'm talking about um, prophecy. The Bible says all can prophecy. And Paul tells us to eagerly um, desire the gifts, especially that we should prophesy. Um, Mm. The Bible says that in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit, your sons and daughters shall prophesy. So we know that we're supposed to prophesy. That's all throughout the New Testament. Mm -hmm. But there's such an anointing on our generation where we hear God very clearly. Mm. Like we don't doubt that it's God. We just have this, and it's probably also working with the gift of faith, that God's given our generation a gift of faith and uh, uh, such a prophetic unction. And so what can happen is when it's not matured in the word, or it's not um, been disciplined where you haven't really learned a lot. You just kind of go out on your own and do it how you want to do it. And, you know, you've not really studied the scriptures of what the scriptures say on, on prophecy. And, you, you know, we can get into trouble because a lot of things right now is, hey, I'm going to email you, Jeff, and I'm going to say something like this. Hey, Jeff, I was wondering if you had a word for me. Can you let me know? Mm. Love, Kelsey. Now, I'm going to step on a lot of toes here, but that's okay. Step on them. Step (laughs) on them. Do it. (laughs) Because it it just has to be addressed at some point. And I Mm. I know there's people who do address this. But Mm -hmm. when we go and we seek for a prophetic word, that is Old Testament prophecy. Old Testament prophets in the Old Testament, the spirit would come upon prophets, kings, and priests. The spirit, Holy Spirit would come upon them and the people were told to go to them. So the people would go to them to hear from God. We are not in the Old Testament. We are in the New Testament. And so the Holy Spirit, if you've learned something so far, guys, where does he dwell? In us. He is in us. He no longer comes upon a select few. He is in every single born again believer. The Holy Spirit comes inside of you. He leads you and he guides you. The sons of God are led by the spirit of God. The sons and gods are not sons and daughters of God are not led by a prophetic word every day. Mm-hmm. And you know what happens is when we go and seek for a prophecy what is the difference between going to seek for a prophetic word or going to a fortune teller to say, tell me my future? If 
if you haven't spoken to God personally and said, Lord, I need to know about this job. I need to know, should I buy this house? God, I need to know, should I marry this person? These are conversations that you have with your father, not with a prophet. Mm. This is you and the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit um, searches the deep things of God. And when we don't know what to pray, we pray in the Holy Spirit. And when we do, it's a direct connection to the Father because he, he searches the deep things of God. And so the Bible also says that God understands our desires, but he also understands the longings and the desires of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will pray through us the longings and the desires for our destiny and for our life. And so we shouldn't be going around seeking people for a prophetic word. I want you to start seeking the Holy Spirit yourself for a prophetic word. That's so good. Now, if God wants to use a prophet. And he will. He will. Absolutely. I've I've had Mm -hmm. crazy prophetic words spoken over my life that changed my life. Mm -hmm. They changed my life. And so. God will a hundred percent use a prophet to speak over you, speak into you. Absolutely. But that's the spirit's wills. Once again, it's as the spirit wills. So if I'm seeking you, Jeff, and I'm saying, Hey, give me a prophetic word. That's not as the spirit wills. That's me demanding you to do something Mm -hmm. or asking you to do something. And you as a person who's moving you can ask and pray. You can say, Lord, do you do you want me to say something? But then as the person prophesying, you have to be responsible for what you're saying to this person. Mm-hmm. Because if it's really not from the spirit, then you're gonna be, you're gonna be in trouble, you know, because yeah. if it's from your soul. Mm-hmm. And and so don't do that. If you if you go around and you, oh, do you have a word for me? Just start going to the Holy Spirit and, and asking him the desires of your heart. Because when you go to ask for a word, there's a there's a reason why you're doing that. There's a situation in your life you want to know about. So if you would sit in prayer and sit before God and, and just talk to him and say, Lord, I don't understand this or I'm not really sure what I should do. The Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. Yeah. He will do that. He is faithful to do that. So so start conversing with him and understand that we're in the New Testament. So we all have the Holy Spirit. The Bible says we're all one spirit, one body under one head. Mm -hmm. So if we're all one spirit, that means we all have the same spirit (laughs) directing Mm -hmm. and guiding us. And if you want confirmation for something, the Lord, if the Lord has a prophetic word for you, or a message for you specifically about a, a certain situation. Do you think that God won't get that word to you? I guarantee you through a dream, a vision, a prophetic word, a movie, a song, a show, a billboard, a magazine, a book, the Bible, anything, God will get that message to you. He will make sure that you receive what is on his heart. So if you feel like I haven't gotten a prophetic word in a really long time, well, that's okay. You will get it as the Lord wants it to come into your life. And that that goes back to trusting God. You know, we have to trust God with everything that we are. And if we really trusted him and we really knew who he was and we knew who was in us, then I think we would be more comfortable saying, Lord, I know you're leading me every day. I know Mm -hmm. you're with me. You're not going to let me, you know, fall and go under. God, you're going to help me up. You're going to be with me. 
and and Jeff has uh, prophesied and I've prophesied and a lot of times I'll I'll get a prophetic word in a dream from someone even long long time ago in in my history and I'll dream about this person with a certain situation and I'll wake up and go Lord what do you want me to do with this mm. and then I'll seek God what do you want me to do with it do you want me to pray about it because guys, this is the other thing about prophecy and receiving from the spirit of God is a lot of times he's going to show you and tell you stuff, but it's not to release right away. Because timing is the other aspect of this that gets messed yeah. up a lot. And so you have to ask the Lord, Lord, give let me feel a release in my spirit of when to share this or when to say it. So mm -hmm. I'll have to walk, talk to God about that is now a good time if I feel a release then I'll write it out and I'll send it to the person. But usually if you get a prophetic word from me or if I text you and say, hey, I'm praying for you or what's going on with you, that's because it's the Holy Spirit who wills. Mm -hmm. And he's he was leading me in a certain direction. And so I'll reach out and say something, mm -hmm. um, you know, but that's because there's such a prophetic anointing on this generation and we are so gifted, you know, we want to use what the Lord's given us and Absolutely. we get really excited and that's fine. zealous. Yeah. You know, that that's fine to do that. But yeah. over time we have to learn, you know, to wait on God and, and how to release it and, and what to say and how to steward it. You know, that comes with, with maturity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I would say, to that, I think, you know, cause there's probably a couple of people who are going to get convicted by what you just said. And that's, that's, that's a good thing that, that means that you're, especially if you heed that conviction and you repent of whatever you need to repent from, whatever the Lord brings to you, like you're actually moving closer to the Lord. And I think that there's some people who are going, yeah, but like, I'm not hearing what God is saying and I'm not, and, and something that I used to walk my students through when I was in YWAM and I discipled a bunch of young people and we'd go to the nations is I would, I would say, what's the last thing God told you to do? And man, like nine times out of 10, I actually had that happen to me recently where the Lord spun it on me. He's like, what was the last thing I told you to do? I was like, that thing <laughs> that I don't do. <laughs> so like, that's honestly like so you can never go wrong with that too. And then also we have plenty of stuff that the Lord has laid out for us to do um, yes. that you can walk in faith in knowing full well that that is a, that is a one size fits all uh, commandment to do. Um, yes. And so that's like, that's great because sometimes in the meantime, you have stuff you can do. It's kind of like when you're, you're working a job and uh, there's like important product products you have, but then there's also those other jobs you can always default to. Um, it's sort of like that. So it's like in between projects, if you can think of it that way, if that mm -hmm. helps give you a, pro a prophetic word, uh, you know, that somebody gives you from the Lord, that can be like a special project that you're supposed to do. And then you always do, you can always default to those other more neutral things that, well, I always need to do this thing. Mm -hmm. regardless of whether I have a project or not. So I'll go back to doing that because I know I'm supposed to do that. Um, so it's sort of like that. So maybe that'll and, help somebody. And if we want to get really, really, really real, you know, we were talking the other day, Jeff, and because, you know, guys, we're friends. So we yeah. talk sometimes. We but, um, you know, 
the thing is, is too, is we don't want to become addicted to something that's going to make us feel good. Oh, that's so good. And that can happen with, with a lot of things. And a lot of times I can tell you from, from my own experience, I've had prophetic words given to me that it's like, oh, that's going to be a lot of work. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's mm -hmm. not a feel good type of like, you know, me and my husband joke, like if we're working through prophetic words, we'll be like, Lord, don't give us a word tonight. We have this one, this one, this one. Too many. Yeah. <laughs> because sometimes it can be like, hey, the Lord's saying you're not finishing your book and you need to do the book. And you're like, oh, you know, because you have 50 million things to do. So I think when when also too, when it's like we become addicted to feeling good when you guys should know your identity in the Lord and words of encouragement are awesome. I give them all the time. I mean, mm -hmm. I give them all the time, but when we become addicted to like the feel good type stuff and it, and then what happens is, and now I'm going really deep. If you stop reading the word, because now instead of reading the word, you just are going to get feel good words every day. You're in trouble. Red Alky. light. Er, back up. Yeah. Uh, this is your sign from God. No, don't do that. Because yeah. the, the Bible is full of his word. It is full of everything oh, you need. And the Holy Spirit is inside of you, leading and guiding you through every decision, through everything you do. He's always there. Mm -hmm. So we have to be careful not to abuse the gifts and and you know just want that you know you want all the gifts but then you don't want any of the fruit of the spirit developed mm -hmm. in you yeah. you know you don't want patience developed in you you don't want character developed in you you don't want to read the word and study it and get to know the lord you just want to feel good and feel good and we talked about the spirit and the soul and we have to separate those two because once you start to separate the spirit from the soul you'll realize when someone's feeding you candy in a mm -hmm. prophecy and you'll yep. realize in your own heart and go because your spirit and your soul now has been, you know, separated, you'll realize like, oh, I just, I would rather read the word of God than get another prophetic word. Like I'd yeah. rather study about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And you start seeing a change in the way well, you walk with God. Yeah. And I would say, honestly, I, you cherish the words God gives you more. You realize I'm like, this is God breathe. This is something that God wanted to make sure that I knew. And that is, that is a sacred thing. That's a very yes. special thing. And when you actually shift to what you're talking about, where even just making, being in his presence, reading the word, your goal, I've even found myself in these places of saying that God, I don't, I don't know that I, it's fine. If I never receive another prophetic word, it's fine. Um, because those other ones are so a lot of times for me too, a lot of words I've given are kind of long-term words and some of them, it took a measure of faith for that person to step out, give that word to me. And then I have to then hold on to that. And I have to engage my faith in that word because it's one yeah. that could take a long time. And it's so important to not put a time frame on prophetic words. There are sometimes where I've received words that are time sensitive. Absolutely. I think a lot of people watching go, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Kelsey, I'm sure you've received mm -hmm. a couple yourself. So I'm not saying that there's no such thing as a, um, a time sensitive word, but a lot of words take 
uh, they take uh, some measure of faith. And so with, even with like, so on the one hand, yeah, you could have somebody who's really addicted to do a dopamine, the dopamine high that they get from receiving a word or a prophetic word. On the flip side, there's also people who naysay every single prof prophetic word they hear. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And I'm like, yeah. I got news for you. There's no prophetic word in the history of time that didn't take some measure of faith. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sorry. Like everything that is just the reality. Every single prophetic word. Do you know how long they prophesied about Christ coming before he actually came? That you want to talk about a slow burn on a prophecy? For real. That you want to read about what happened to the Old Testament prophets for saying the stuff they said? So I'm saying this in love, but. I'm guys, I'm sorry if you're having an issue with, and you doubt every single prophetic word you hear. Look, it's important to test prophetic words and we can Absolutely. talk about that. Yeah. But at the same time, there is no, no prophetic word that will from the beginning to the end of time that will not require faith. There's none like yeah. it will always require faith. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, 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 maybe that's bad news for some of you, but <laughs> honestly, you're going to become strong when you engage your faith in things. The yes. more you do that, the stronger you become. So start now. If you have the, the Bible talks about when you're in the waiting that you build endurance and endurance builds courage and courage builds hope. And so there is a time of waiting. And I mean, we're going to be waiting until Jesus comes back or we go home. I mean, that's a prophecy we're waiting to be fulfilled to see the Lord. I mean, he hasn't come back yet. That's something that hasn't been fulfilled. We're still all waiting for that. So it's like, yes, you have to engage your faith. And then also even through releasing the prophetic word, um, you know, I'm going to use myself in it as an example always because I'll share all my times I've messed up with you to help you. So when we start moving in the gift of prophecy and word of knowledge, I just want to help you by saying this only say what you get and don't say anything else. Mm. So I'll give you an example. The Lord showed me that, and I guess I shouldn't even use this example because this is a bad no-no. I'm going to talk about pregnancy, right? Yeah. So, so, but I knew that I knew that the Lord had showed me this. I did not know this couple at all, completely random couple. So I end up telling them, the Lord says to me that you're going to have a baby. And, and I would have never said this if I knew them because he had previously had cancer and was unable to have children. And so they were like, well, we believe you. We believe God. We believe God can give us children, even, even though the doctors say that. And I said, okay, well, let me pray for you. And so I prayed for them. And as I did, I was praying and I said, I believe it's going to be a quick thing. And guys, I did not hear that. I was just, I guess, in my soul at that moment, really wanting it for them. And see, instead of me saying, I want to encourage you that I believe God can do this in a quick way. He didn't tell me that, but I just, I know God is faithful. I didn't say it like that. I almost said it like the Lord said it, you know, mm. and, and that we shouldn't, we shouldn't do that. We just want to share only what we saw or only what we heard. And they did end up getting pregnant, praise God, but it wasn't a quick work. It took like maybe a year and a half. Um, but you know, God is In so faithful and to eternity. It was a quick thing. But, <laughs> yeah. And so the other thing too, is interpretation of the prophetic words. I want to touch on this real quick. 
because a lot of you are seers, which means you see pictures in your mind. And so when you see pictures in your mind, this is the first question you ask. Any seers on here are laughing because you're asking, God, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Because you're praying for someone, you have no idea what it means. So you're saying, God, what is this? And you don't always have the interpretation. So we see in part and we know in part. And I want to give you permission right now that it's okay to tell the person just what you see and nothing else. Hey, I'm seeing this um, rocket ship and it's shooting off into space, but I, I see it like hit a satellite for some reason. And then it like, you know, veers off. And but you don't really know what that means. You're asking God, you're not getting any intel. So what I do is I just tell them, hey, this is what I'm seeing. I'm not 100% sure what it means, but I believe the Holy Spirit will let you know. Hmm. Because we see in part and we know in part, the Lord could give them the download of what that means. And so our part always with any of the gifts of the Spirit is just to add, use it as the Spirit wills. So let him move through you. Don't add to it. Don't take it away. If you don't know the interpretation of what you're seeing, then it's okay. Just tell the person what you're seeing and tell them, be honest and say, I don't really, I'm not sure what this means. Guys, that's okay to do that. I think we put all the pressure on us. Like I have to speak in tongues, interpret it, then prophesy, then give them a word of wisdom. And then I need to lay hands on them. They need to be healed, but they need a creative miracle. Like <laughs> just let the Lord do through you what he wants to do through you. And there's been times where I've prayed for someone's healing and they've gotten healed. And I knew they weren't a believer and I would be talking to the Lord and I'd say, do you want me to, you know, pray with them for salvation? And I would hear the Lord like lead me. No, mm. like I wasn't the person he was going to use to do that. Mm. The impact would not have been the same. And yeah. it's the same for the gifts. So we just have to let the Holy Spirit um, train us. Like the Bible says, he will teach you all things. Let him train you. You know, if you're interested in prophecy, you're interested in learning how to prophesy, you're interested in all of that stuff, start reading books on that. Hmm. Start taking classes online. Um, you know, Chris Reed has an amazing, um, amazing courses on prophecy at MSM um, or MSU, I'm sorry, Morningstar University. He teaches a whole prophetic class that um, is really incredible. I think they offer it online too. And then there's other teachers who, who teach on prophecy, but just get into it, build up your character with the Lord. It's going to be trial and error. Um, we all make mistakes and walk through that. You know, we've all walked through it. I've missed it. Jeff will tell you he, he's missed it too. Oh yes. Um, so it's, yes. it's just part of, it's part of your walk with God, you know? It's just part of your walk with God. Yeah. So how do you know? Let's talk about testing. Testing a prophetic word. Um, right. Because it's not it's not wrong. As a matter of fact, I think it's important to be engaged when we get a prophetic word. Um, but how do you know? What is that process like, Kelsey? Um, say, say, I say to you, you're going to own a bubblegum factory and I give you a prophecy like that. <laughs> what, what do you do then? What's the correct, what's the, what's a good way to process through receiving a, a prophetic word? 
when someone okay gives so I, was, I wanted to look up the scripture real quick so first thessalonians 5 20 and 21 says do not despise prophecies but test everything and hold fast to what is good so there the the scripture tells us what to do so test everything and hold fast to what is good so when i get a prophetic word first of all i'm looking for the inner witness the check in my spirit that this is from the lord because if you go to prophesy this is the other thing since we have the holy spirit indwelling us and uh, if i'm going to prophesy to jeff he has the holy spirit too so if i'm saying something that's of my own soul and not of the spirit his spirit knows that it's it's not spirit it's soul so his spirit is automatically going to check me and go mm, i mean i guess you know like when it's a true prophetic word you feel it okay that's the first thing i want to say you know that you know inside of you that this is god yeah. your spirit puts a witness on what the other person says that's the first thing mm -hmm. the second thing is it's somewhere deep inside of you has already been stirring mm -hmm. somewhere inside of you it's been stirring so if someone were to say something like to me kelsey i the lord tells me that you are going to open and operate a garbage dump and i see these garbage trucks and I, right away i've never thought about that i've never had a, that desire in my heart i right away i'd be like oh, thank you you know like but i know that that is not something god has for me yeah. deep inside of me and so that's the first thing and then what you can do is i like to write them down or record them on my phone and then i will pray over them as the Lord leads me to. So mm. the Lord might quicken me to pray over something and I'll do that. Mm. But I also believe it, like you said, I believe it when I hear it. If someone says, mm. you're gonna do this, this, and this, I believe it. I say, yes, Lord, I receive it. So I believe it, I receive it, I take it by faith. And it's already been kind of stirring in me. And then the timing is always the hardest thing because sometimes it takes years to see the fulfillment of a prophetic word it's mm -hmm. years and years that that play out but you know deep down inside of you that god is going to fulfill what he said and the prophetic word gives you hope and um it lets you know god's destiny over your life yeah. it lets you know the future it lets you know what god's plan is for you what god has for you what god's intentions are for you they should always be good things mm -hmm. you know god gives us a hope a hope in a future you know and so good good things and um so those are the things that i personally do but i i think in your spirit you will know mm -hmm. like when someone starts to prophesy over you either you have the check that like this is a soul prophecy or you know that this is the lord and yeah. i'm a feeler which means i am very sensitive in the realm of feeling so like I'll feel if an angel comes and stands behind me, I'll feel a lot of heat on my back or I'll feel tingling or, um, you know, I feel things. And so when someone speaks a word over me, I can feel it in my innermost being, like stir up mm -hmm. and heat up. A lot of times my body gets really, really hot, like the fire of God will come and witness. That's the other thing mm -hmm. I want to say. Thank you, Lord, is the Holy Spirit puts his witness on it. Mm. So when someone prophesies over you and speaks, sometimes people will cry. They, they, because the Holy Spirit's putting his witness on what you're saying. And so that's how I know. I hope that was made it pretty easy. Yeah, it, it, 
it um it's it's sort of like uh that that verse the word of god is powerful um you know, piercing even to the division of of soul and spirit joints and merit like it's it, yeah i mean for me when i receive a word that i'm like whoa even if i don't fully like there was one word i got from somebody and my wife actually didn't let me forget it because i felt the weight of it but i i i didn't know why but i, mm-hmm. I mean it just like it went it it pierced me deep and i was like wow i don't see why i don't see how this this even correlates and then i kind of let it go and then um and then my wife was like remember what so and so said i'm not going to let you forget it yeah so, um, yeah it's cool very cool. It's powerful. Well, I, I want to pray for everybody listening right now um, because the Lord keeps speaking to me about the prophetic generation. I know I've brought that up a lot. Um, there's such a prophetic generation right now on the earth. And so I just want to pray over you guys listening because there's going to start to stir something in you that you want to know how to speak accurately the word of the Lord. So not only are you going to want to speak forth the word of the Lord, but there's going to be a hunger for integrity. And that's what we need in this generation. We need a company of prophetic people who also walk in integrity. And I believe there's many of you listening right now who already feel that stirring in your heart. And a lot of the stuff I said, you've said, yes, amen. You felt very passionate about what I'm saying. Why do you feel so passionate about this? Because this is part of your assignment. There's some of you, when I started to talk about, you know, don't seek a prophet and this and that, you feel so strong about that. There's a zeal in your heart for that. So I want to pray over you guys right now. So Father, I thank you for those listening. Father, I thank you for the integrity that you've put upon your children. Holy Spirit, I thank you that we open our mouth as you will to speak. Father, I thank you that we don't do anything on our own, God, that we do what we see you doing. We say what we hear you saying, God. I pray that you stir up a fire in this generation to prophesy with accuracy, God, with integrity, with purity of heart, with holiness. Lord, let us not stray off the path of your word. God, let us look to the word and hearken to it and be obedient to it, God. Let us not get into the soul and go after the desires of the flesh, Lord, to make profit off prophecy. God, let us be pure in your eyes. Holy Spirit, I pray right now you stir the gifts up within every single person listening right now that you would breathe upon them, God, that you would start to give them a hunger in the spiritual realm that they would desire to prophesy. Lord, I ask that you open the doors to the right teachings. You open the doors to the right books and God to equip the body to do the work of the ministry. Holy Spirit, I thank you for dreams and visions. Mm -hmm. Jesus, I thank you for impressions of you in the night. God, I thank you for opening their ears in the realm of the spirit, God, right now to hearken to your voice, Lord, especially before they fall asleep. The little sentences, the little words that they hear as they're falling in and out of dream state. God, I thank you that they write those down. Lord, I thank you that you teach your children, how to operate in the anointing. 
Holy Spirit, let us be a generation of power and authority, purity, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness. Lord, let your Holy Spirit flow through us like a river. Let everyone around us see Jesus as they look upon us. And God, raise us up in this time, Lord. Bring us up higher in the realms of the Spirit. Mature us, accelerate us, God. Give us everything we need to fulfill your purposes on this earth. Lord, let us stand strong in you, God. Let us stand in the armor of God. And Lord, let us be addicted to your word. Lord, give us a desire to read your word and fall in love with Jesus. Lord, let us be a generation marked by the word, by the spirit, by the truth of who you are. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Man, I think we could have gone. We could have gone a long time, but you got somewhere to be. I know. I have to. I have to be somewhere. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, it's all good. Hey, do you have just off the top of your head? Do you have any homework for people this week? Okay, let's see. Well, we talked. Okay, releasing the anointing. That's going to be the homework this week. So I want you to get your hands on someone that you know, a friend or someone you live with, even your animals. Hey, you can do it to your animals, your kids. I want you to lay hands on them. I want you to imagine by faith. And it might take like 30 seconds to a minute before you start mm -hmm. feeling it come up. That's okay. It doesn't come right away. I won't lay hands on someone. It's like, boom, they're out. Mm -hmm. It takes, sometimes it takes a minute to come up and out. So it's okay. Just wait and just say, thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And you know, it's someone that you know, and then just begin to practice um, doing that as you pray, or even if you're on the prayer team, begin to, by faith, release the anointing of the people you pray over. And then I want your testimonies from this because you guys will start to see there'll be a shift when you pray for people. Um, so make sure you email me with a testimony if something happens, because once I receive this revelation, I mean, my prayers completely changed. Mm. Um, ministry and even in public, how I would pray for people completely changed. So I know this will really, really help you. Awesome. Kelsey, thank you so much. This is great. This was so good. So awesome. I'm going to actually watch it again because it was just really, really good. So um, everybody have an amazing, amazing weekend. Rejoice and celebrate. So guys, join us on Monday. It's going to be an amazing episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. Join us 2 p.m. Pacific time, but have an amazing weekend. We'll see you next week. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.